0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Book Goodies podcast series. Today, we are going to be talking to a book publicist, who you may not think you need a publicist, but I'll bet you do. Um, our guest today is Nancy. Nancy, how are you? I'm great, Deborah. Um, why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners and let them know uh, what, what it is you do.
1: Terrific. My name is Nancy Sales. Uh, and I'm a book publicist. Um, I'm just lucky enough to actually have the name Sales.
0: It's spelled say.
1: S-A-Y-L-E-S, however, and the name of my company is The Sales Organization. I'm an independent book publicist. I've been doing this for 150 years, <laughs> <laughs> or or it just seems like I have, and, uh, and so uh, author's uh, authors are my thing. I have uh, a great time dealing with a wide variety um, of uh, of authors. Those who have just uh, started in the business and those uh, seasoned professionals who have been around for a long time. So I've kind of um, uh, kind of dealt with them all.
0: Okay. And do you work with both traditionally published authors and um, indie published authors?
1: I do indeed, uh, and I work, when it comes to traditionally published books, I work either through the publisher or directly with the author, which is uh, uh, actually happening more and more these days since uh, publishers' budgets are shrinking, um, as everybody's budgets are shrinking. Yeah. Um, so, the, the uh, but the, the, what hasn't shrunk is the need for book publicity, because having a great book out there is one thing. But what are you going to do if nobody knows about it?
0: Exactly. You
1: know, so uh, that's why we deal directly, directly with authors, and then with uh, small publishers and independently published authors as well.
0: Now, okay, I'm a person. I just wrote a book. I had it edited professionally, and and I just published it myself. And if I come to you, what are you going to tell me? What are you? What are the things that you do? Because I'm sure that. Um, A lot of our listeners have heard about a book publicist and they have no clue what that actually entails.
1: Well, uh, one of the things that I do first, which is not something that all of the publicists do, uh, is that I want to see a copy of that book. I want to see a copy of the finished product or or the proof or wherever you are in the process. Because if you are going uh, the independent route, it is extremely, extremely uh, important to have a professionally published product. Mm-hmm. But you want to avoid, and believe me, I'm an independent, uh, uh, independently published author myself. So what I was trying to avoid during this whole process is coming out with a product that looked like Loving Hands at Home. <laughs> you know, it's yep. uh, sometimes you. It does sometimes if you if you have a product that looks not professionally done it doesn't matter if it's war and peace Mm
0: -hmm. it's
1: not it's not going to do well because people will look at it and say oh you know this looks like my you know my kid could have done this in high school graphics class yeah and uh so i think that the first thing that you have to do is get a really professionally um produced uh edited designed product
0: yeah, don't, don't use Comic Sans as your typeset font for your, for your book.
1: <laughs> no,
0: that's re- <laughs> That's very good advice. <laughs> Fortunately, the Kindle doesn't support it, but if you're going out to, uh, if you're going out to a print-on-demand, it, it, it's there. You can do it any way you want.
1: I know, I know. Um, but some of the good print-on-demand uh, places will give you a lot of good advice and uh, if you if you don't know then you gotta take that advice Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know I'm I'm a big believer in allowing people to do what it is they know how to do so if it's in terms of uh, design of the book or editing the book or or distribution of the book you know get other people who have done it before to make recommendations for you so that you're really proud of the product that you that you have I once uh, signed a contract with an author who sent me um, a carton of his books or uh, maybe it was more than that. It was like 100 copies of the book so we could get going on a publicity campaign and um, I finally sat down to to read it and I, I found an error or two in the first couple of pages and then I started reading further and there was another error and another and another. Yeah. And I realized that this book had not been proofread. Mm-hmm. Somebody had pushed spell check, yeah. but they hadn't proofread the book. And it was awful. And I had to call up the author and say, I cannot send any of these books out. And you should not send any of these books out either. The only place these books really need to go it's is the in the recycling bin.
0: Yeah.
1: It, there, you've got to start over. And he did it, and he actually hired me to do the proofing. And Mm -hmm. I probably found something like you know over a thousand errors that it must have cost him a fortune to have uh, uh, corrected. But at least when all was said and done, he had a book that that people wouldn't be turned off by because as soon as they started to read it, they they realized the the quality of the product was not there.
0: Right, and which reduces the trust in the rest of the book Absolutely. you know if you can't use words properly and um I mean if you're writing something that's in an urban language and you're going to use urban speak you know whatever and that's what your book is supposed to be then you know great have at it but otherwise you need to make sure that I mean even even my daughter who proofreads some stuff uh for me you know she'll be uh, She'll read some stuff from some of our other clients, and she'll be like, I can't, I, "We can't deal with this because I can't get past the first three pages where there, you know, there's so many typos and grammatical errors that you, you just lose your mind on it. You, you just that's can't. absolute.
1: But I I think that once you have a uh, a product that you can be proud of, uh, I think that uh, what has to happen is that you team up with with somebody. Who knows how to do this and get the word out to your audience? You have to find out who your audience is.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. You have to find, you know, different, you know, you have to zero in on who is going to buy this book because there are so many, your competition is so great that you can't just throw it out there to the whole world and expect your book to be found you know when i tell you i've been doing this a long time it it's a long time and but i when i started in this business publishers weekly had released a figure that there were 40,000 no, 48,000 48, new titles published every year and there i was in the uh, in the 70s saying 48,000 books and i'm working for a house that's publishing 12 to 15 titles a year how am I going to get recognized? How am I going to get uh, any kind of space and attention for, for one of my books in 48,000? Well, yeah. now I understand that we're talking about over a million, maybe a million and a half new titles uh, every year. So how are you going to get att- attention? It's almost impossible.
0: Yeah, but you-, you need help.
1: Well, you know what's going to happen if you don't promote, and the answer to that is nothing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, just nothing will happen. So you have to identify your audience. You have to, have, uh, you have to make sure that the, all the materials that are put together to describe your book, to promote your book, um, are absolutely pristine. You mm-hmm. cannot put out press releases written by somebody who doesn't know how to write press releases. Okay. Uh, You can't, uh, you know, I don't think it's necessary anymore to to put together uh, expensive, glossy uh, press kits um, because nobody reads those anyway. Everything is done electronically. Mm -hmm. But everything that goes out on this book, I mean, you put put, uh, a year or two years of your life into it. Right. You want to make sure that everything that goes out is just great, just perfect. Then you have to know exactly where to get it, who to get it to.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, we used to take a couple of hundred books and put it out into the, uh, in, into the atmosphere, <laughs> uh, run it up a few flagpoles and see who saluted, and we would get a lot of attention. It is not that way anymore. Uh, there are almost no books that are sent out to, uh, you know, actual books put in jiffy bags and sent out to media. Um, everything is done electronically. You have to know where to go. You have to know to whom to send it. You have to know what kind of follow-up to do so that you don't become a pest.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, you
1: don't let it just sit there, but you don't want to become a pest. Yeah. So, you know, there's there's some middle ground. Uh, I I'm asked often, do you have relationships with the media? Well, you know, after... 30 some odd years doing this I certainly know who's out there a lot of them are still people that I worked with you know my entire career are they relationships yeah if I have something that they want you bet it's a relationship and if I don't I could be their mother and they wouldn't call me back.
0: Right, exactly. Um, as, I, as you were saying that, I was thinking to myself, you know, you wouldn't take like a book, a book about a health subject and send it to a reviewer or a media that only reviews science fiction. Exactly. You know, you need, to, you need to know who to target. And it sounds to me like part of the publicist's job is to create that online media kit for you.
1: Absolutely, um, at least to have uh, whether or not it's done in kit form or it's just uh, you know documents that um, that can be sent out to, to individuals, right uh, It all has to be done with great clarity and, and quality.
0: Right, because you as a publicist, you know what the people are looking for that you're exactly. going to be sending this out to or and when I talk about a press kit for a book, Um, nowadays I'm, I'm talking about like an electronic press kit where they would have a page that has like their high res cover, their headshot, um, a press release, a bio, you know, information, uh, an information fact sheet or whatever else needs to go into a a press kit. I I probably don't even know all the elements that go into a press kit. And, you
1: know, you don't want to send... All of that to everybody. No, you don't want to gum up anybody's email. Mm-hmm. You want to. You want to query them first. You. You know, and it's very, and it has to be done individually. I absolutely will not. Will not uh, mass email, media people. No. You know, dear producer. No. <laughs> no. Uh, that's just not going to happen. Uh, when they see that, you know, they push delete so fast it'll make your head spin. Mm hmm. Uh, so you have to know uh, something about the people that you're writing to, and you have to get a little clever in the subject line, and you've got, you've got a couple of lines in, in, in an email to get their attention. Right. Um, it used to be in the old days you would send things in envelopes, and you would hope that you would get their attention. And uh, you can't see me, but I'm, <laughs> I wish you could. And the, uh, as you have a piece of paper that's on the way to the wastebasket, yeah. you hope that they can, you know, that they will. A, a word or two will jump out and say, "Oh, wait, maybe I should look at this." Yeah. Well, it's the same thing on a computer because they just, you know, they they go they scan the subject lines, and if it doesn't grab them it's not gonna get seen Yeah. and uh, so you know we we still um, do we have a combination of of the new way and the old way uh, which is really what what I'm involved in I know that there are people who who only do internet promotion. They do search engine optimization. They do electronic distribution of, you know, mass electronic int- uh, distribution of, of information uh, on uh, on various titles. And I think, you know, I think that's they do Facebook and they do Twitter and they do, they do all of this stuff. And my problem with that, and maybe it's because, you know, I'm the dinosaur in the room. Mm-hmm is that I have yet to find anyone who can quantify those efforts for me I see a lot of uh, internet attention going to certain titles I see you know a, a lot of what we used to call ink but I I wonder how that translates into book sales I I do not have that answer I'm not sure I have heard anybody yet who does. Right. Uh, so I think that what we have to do, in this, in this age of limited budgets uh, and uh, and downsizing of media uh, and and book review departments, which disappear every day. Yeah. Uh, I think that what we have to do is really target the target the effort. To the audience that is going to be interested in this book, and like you said, don't send a health book to a science fiction writer, yeah. but you find out who who in that department at that newspaper is covering a particular maybe health issue right. or maybe, you know or, or maybe political issue or you know uh, any any number of things you can you can zero in. On the on the individual, and it's labor intensive, and it's it's it makes you you know makes us crazy, but it's what we have to do, and it's harder than it used to be.
0: Well, and that's why an email from you is going to get through instead of an email from an author, because the people who you deal with know that you don't send them stuff that isn't related to what they're doing. That's one of the things
1: I'm proudest of is that I don't send inappropriate material. Right. Uh, so when somebody does bother to open my email or open my jiffy bag, it's going to be because they, uh, when, they, when they open it up, they're going to be assured of at least having a passing interest in the type of book or the subject matter or the individual
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: that I'm promoting. And um, so, you know, the the days of the of the author tour are over. Right. Uh, I used to send authors to a, a different city every day. I remember they would call me at the end of the day and, and report in, you know, to see how their media appearances went. And I'd say, "Where are you?" And I had one guy say, "I don't know." You know? <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Look at the telephone and tell me the area code." Okay, <laughs> you're in Cleveland. You're where you're supposed to be. You know? Nice. So, um, <laughs> but uh, you know, these days uh, nobody travels uh, for book tours, um, and the shows that are still on that use authors are so much more difficult to get than they used to be because of the sheer numbers, because of the, of, of the sheer numbers of people who are trying to compete for limited airtime. Right. Uh, so uh, it, it, it's better with a publicist than without a publicist. Is it doable by yourself? Sure. If, you've got, if you're doing nothing else with your time, and you can spend <laughs> all day every day doing that, I'd say you know go for it. Um, yeah. There, you know, it it can be ex- there are expenses you know that are attached to uh, to promoting a book and you know some places where you would you know take an ad or um, get a listing and uh, uh, but it's all got to be very targeted to the to the people that you want to reach um, and and so basically you know that's that's what we try to do. That's what I I try to offer my authors. Uh, rather than you know the huge uh, the huge you know the big picture, like in the old days, now I call it the drip theory. you do a little of this, you do a little of that, and you see uh, if you can get to the people who are specifically interested in a in a subject matter
0: mm-hmm. yeah, and you know. Some of us like to think we can do it all, but I'm smart enough to know that I would much rather do a podcast interview than I would than I want to do written interviews. And, you know, a lot of us know that we need to think outside of the box now. And we also, like you said earlier, find the people who know to do how to do what they do and and let them be a part of it. You mm-hmm. know, like with you, you put the book out to different people and, you know, you had a little committee of people that all helped you.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: And um, I had a woman that I um, interviewed a a few days ago, and she literally had a village. (laughs) You know, I mean, she was in an industry where she had been in the industry for like, you know, 25 years. And she literally had like 15 to 20 people um, involved in the production of her book. And, you know, just each one had their own little specialty that they could... It was a nonfiction book. So each one had their own little specialty that they needed to um, give her input on. And I said to her on our podcast, I said, you're, you're one of these people that has proven that it takes a village to produce a book.
1: <laughs> it, it absolutely, It absolutely does. I got very lucky because... I had contacted when I was uh, producing uh, a book that I uh, am cur- currently marketing for myself now, uh, a book on weight loss surgery called Weighty Issues Getting the Skinny on Weight Loss Surgery. Um, when I was uh, working on that book, I went to, uh, I needed some editorial input. Well, I called uh, a friend of mine who is a wonderful editor who just happened to need some press releases written at the same time and she was pulling her hair out. I said, oh gee, I think we can work this out. Nice. So I, I, I did some writing for her, she did some editing for me, and I, I have a better product for it.
0: And, and that's awesome because there are so many of us that, that are really good, like, like I said, my daughter is, is a good editor and not just a right not just a copy editor but and I don't want to say just because copy oh. editors are very very important um but you know there's two kinds of editing there's the copy editing and then there's the content editing and she can do both and I'll think I'm sending something perfect to her and she'll be like nope 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 <laughs> nope, nope 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 and I'll be like I didn't really do that yep yes you did I'm like no yes. I didn't and, you know, she can go through and she can clean all that stuff up. And what it is is you become too close to your work.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm sure some days you're thinking, why did I ever teach that kid to read? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, um, you know, another thing that it was because we've been talking about independently published authors, I think that in terms of taking a, a village I think it's important to hook up with or or uh, investigate certain organizations. I just recently um, joined the Independent Book Publishers Association. And the amount of, I think it cost me $129 for a year's membership.
0: Okay.
1: And the the amount of information that they are sending me, I'm not sure I'll ever be able to use it, but oh my God. Um, they give you just to have just to be a member they will offer you discounts for certain uh promotional outlets that would cost you more if you were not a member awesome and uh so i 've already saved uh, just in in savings and discounts i 've already gotten your money back the the cost of membership so i 'm just i 'm just thrilled i don 't know i'm going if i 'm going to be able to make uh, uh, make too much hay with, with, with everything because, you know, everything does cost money. But um, it, that particular organization does really support uh, ind- independently published authors. For example, right now they're talking about, I think something that came in the other day about having made a deal with Publishers Weekly for a cover and they can put, um, you know, your book cover on the cover for X number of dollars and what would ordinarily cost you, uh, you know, because it's a, they bring up the book covers, so it's yeah. everybody gets a little, you know, a little spot. What would ordinarily cost about a thousand bucks a piece is going to be half that. Nice. And so, um, and very well worth it if you have something that really needs that kind of wide exposure. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm, you know, I'm just I'm very happy to be um, a part of that organization. Uh, for, you know, for my own edification.
0: Right. And for what you can offer your customers now, you know, your clients that are hiring you to do their Absolutely. publicity. You have another resource. Absolutely. That, and you know, yeah. either you can find something for them or you can tell them they have to join because they have to do X, Y, or Z within the organization. Oh, yeah. I'm, I've just,
1: uh, I, I'm doing that for a book that I'm, I'm working on now. uh, uh, uh I'm written by, A hospice physician. Okay. And so um, we're using the organization to reach out to, you know, very specific areas that would be uh, appropriate for that title. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the the days of the easy booking um, are gone.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Everything is like pulling teeth. Yeah. So I think that you need somebody. If you're looking for a publicist, I think that if I can just sort of Give, give your listeners uh, a tip or two make sure make sure that they can write these days some of the younger people and uh, some of the older ones as well but people who are coming up in in this business uh, and they and they uh, text and they tweet and they facebook and they can't make whole
0: sentences
1: <laughs> and it makes me nuts so make I, sure I
0: totally understand you on that, and make yeah.
1: sure that they can write. And when you're dealing, when you're talking to a publicist, and you're and, and they're trying to get your business, and they say what they can guarantee you, I say turn around and find the nearest exit. Yep. And run like the wind. Yep. Because there are no guarantees yep. in publicity. No. The no. only thing I guarantee is my best effort.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. I feel that if it can be done, I can probably do it. I'm a, you know, I, I'm I I have stick to itiveness. I know where to go. I know where to send it. I know how to send it, and and I'm a really good writer and a facile writer. So that's uh, so that's what I would recommend to to your listeners, uh, if I could give uh, give a few tips.
0: Yes, that's that's awesome. Because a lot of the people who are listening to our podcasts are you know, they're they're either people that are just getting into publishing or they're people that are you know, they have a book out there, maybe it's not doing as well as they want it to and you know, they may be getting approached by, you know, the scam publicists. You can see yes. you, you can't see the air quotes that I'm making, you know, the yeah <laughs> the so called publicists that will, you know, for For two hundred dollars they'll get you on five thousand, you know, they'll get you five thousand Twitter or Twitter fans or five thousand Facebook fans and those those fans and followers are useless to you if they're not looking for what you're selling.
1: Exactly. So you need to work You wouldn't need me, Deborah. You already know this stuff.
0: No, but you know what, you know why I interview people like you? Is because if I tell people something, they listen. But if you, the expert, tell people something, they listen even more. So, I mean, I could talk about this until I'm blue in the face, but hey, Nancy does this for a living. Debbie doesn't do book publicity for a living. You know, <laughs> she, she might want to, but, you know, I would much rather talk to people like you that are the experts in the field and you verify what I'm saying.
1: Well, un- unfortunately, thank you. Uh, unfortunately, uh, you know there are so many people who get into this business by putting their hand on a rock and saying, "I are one."
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, you know they aren't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there are there are still a, a few of us old school uh, uh, PR people um, who are in the business and and uh, maybe uh, maybe enjoying it a little less than we used to, um, but uh, can still make it happen um better than the individual author can do uh on his or her own um that that doesn't mean that we don't uh elicit the author's uh comments and um suggestions because nobody knows your book like you do right you know nobody knows your audience like you do right so you know we really try to work very closely with the author's to, to zero in on where to go, uh, you know, on who to go to. Once we know who to go to, you know, that's what people like me know. We know how to do it. Yeah. And, and, and we can do it. And I always try to give the most bounce for the buck. Um, unfortunately, another, another caveat uh, is if you are expecting to hire a publicist, and this is anybody. You're expecting to hire a publicist and make back that fee in book sales, it's unlikely. Mm, yeah. However, if you have produced a book or written a book or had a book published that means something to you, that has a message you want to get out, that has a story that you feel is important to tell, that has you know, that you want to inspire other people, that that might have you know uh uh, other ways to go than just in in resulting in book sales then Mm -hmm. i say you know go for it
0: all right when i write that book i'm hiring you (laughs) you got a deal i'll give you a good deal but no guarantees no guarantees (laughs) well and in you know in any business in anything in this economy there's no guarantees anymore you know but you have to just do your best Get the people around you that know what they're doing, you know, like don't self-edit your book, you know, you can market to your own little group of people, but get a professional website done, hire a publicist, you know, do these things to make sure that um, you're getting out there. And if you can't afford a publicist right at the beginning, you know, look around and try to market for yourself for a little while and then you'll realize you need a publicist because... You're not getting the exposure and the lift that you need all by yourself because you haven't built your platform um, to the extent that you need to. And a publicist can help you build your platform.
1: You know, the uh, I always give the same speech to my authors about, you know, trying to manage their expectations. And the last time I did that, I proved myself wrong because the first thing that we got for this author was USA Today, <laughs> and then the second story was uh, a major story in the Denver Post. Nice. And I'm saying, oh my God, why did I open my mouth? Yeah. But uh, and, I, and and the first few weeks went so well, I had to tell the author, don't expect this for the whole time. You yeah. <laughs> that th- this doesn't happen. This is not this is not the usual uh, the usual results.
0: Right. Um,
1: and uh, so it was a, it was actually a very pleasant surprise.
0: So, all right, great. Well, thank you, Nancy, so much for sharing your insights with us. Um, where can people find your uh, PR company on the on the internet?
1: Well, the name of my company is the Sales Organization, spelled S A Y L E S, and so they can find us at salesorganization.com.
0: That's awesome. I like that. I and. I, I, I gotta tell a quick funny story back in the day when i was married and i was doing wedding photography my last name was fog with two g's and <laughs> my um <laughs> i had a sign made for our car that said fog photography you know one of those metallic signs that you know magnetic that stuck in uh-huh. the car and my ex-husband actually got into a fight with a guy at a gas station once who kept telling us that fog photography was a stupid name for a photography studio because you would think all the pictures would be foggy and i'm like oh seriously and yeah right sometimes your name is a help and sometimes it's a hurt it was a conversation starter at least i'll tell you That's so politics. you know the sales the sales organization is an easy one s s a ah uh, yeah never mind you spell it say y l e s s a y l e s so all right great um Again, thank you, and thanks to all of our listeners for listening to our podcast. Um, please be sure to come to bookgoodies.com if you heard this on iTunes or you know you, you aren't on your website when you find this. Please come over to bookgoodies.com and uh, do a, a search for Nancy, and a couple podcasts we've done with her will show up, and you can leave some comments and some questions, and maybe you know we'll get enough... Uh, response to this that we can do a follow-up uh, in a couple of months and uh as always we would like you to be able to uh, tell us about your book we have a link at the top of our website to tell us about our book and to contact us if you want to be on one of our podcasts as well we want to thank geekcast.fm for hosting all of our podcasts and providing a platform for a large number of internet marketing and marketing podcasts And you can find me at DeborahCarney.com. So thanks, everybody, for listening. Get writing and have a great day.